Hi, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. Well, today we are breaking down the uh, the uh, playoffs. Um, it's the second leg of the playoffs at Olympia Fields, uh, just outside of Chicago, and it was the the second leg of the playoffs heading into East Lake this week, uh, the BMW Championship. Uh, Olympia Fields was an incredibly tough, really, really challenging test for the golfers. They set it up like an U.S. Open. It uh, felt like a U.S. Open, uh, the way the scores were coming through. And uh, <clears throat> in, in the end, uh, the cream rose to the top, and the number one and number two golfers in the world ended up battling it out for the victory. It was uh, incredibly exciting. Uh, such a change from the week before where Dustin Johnson ended up winning with a 30 under score. Uh, the winning score this week was four under. And uh, man, was it uh, incredible to see these guys struggle and have a lot of hard times uh, trying to break par. And uh, yeah, it, only a few guys ended up getting into red figures. Uh, it was a, a fun weekend. Uh, I sure enjoyed it a lot. Uh, how about you, Casey? Casey O'Donnell's joining us this morning. Hey, Darren. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, what a what a wild weekend. What a great Sunday finish. Uh, just an incredible display of golf. Uh, first three rounds playing extremely tough, like you're saying, U.S. Open style almost. Uh, and then the scores opened up a bit there on Sunday. But wow, what a finish. Yeah, man, was it ever an incredible yeah, finish. That, yeah. Wow. There's only two players under par starting the round, um, DJ and Matsuyama. So that was, uh, was just incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, they were saying, uh, you know, a lot of records were being set. Uh, usually you see these in major tournaments, but uh, not in just um, the regular tour, um, you know, not being able to uh, get under par. Uh, yeah, just one under par to start the round. Uh, there was a lot of guys hovering around that figure, but uh, only two guys under par to start the round. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The Conditions were a little bit easier for some scoring. Uh, Tony Finau ended up going out early and shooting a 65 and, and uh, you know, uh, being really, really with it. Uh, Dustin Johnson looked great early. Um, he had the lead going in and he uh, got himself to four under par quite, quite early and looked like, um, yeah, a lot of the field was not going to have a chance. And then all of a sudden, Joaquin Neiman sort of um, yeah, came onto the picture and looked like, wow, uh, maybe this young Chilean uh, has an opportunity. But all of a sudden, uh, John Rahm just uh, played lights out, uh, bogey-free golf. Uh, John Rahm had a, a bit of a, a brain fart uh, happening on Saturday on the, the fifth hole. Um, came up to his ball and uh, forgot to mark it, picked it up, and realized his mistake uh, right away. Uh, but he credits that as um, what en ended up ultimately winning him this title. He shot 10 under par over the next 32 holes and, and was able to um, get into the winner's circle. Uh, uh, that was pretty incredible. And uh, you always feel for guys when they make little mistakes and uh, they get penalized. Uh, but this time, uh, it seemed to really fire him up and, and help him win. Yeah, crazy, just have a brain fart like that. Uh, just walked up, picked the ball up, and tossed it to his caddy. Like, oh, uh, oops. <laughs> Rules official right in. Yeah, one-stroke penalty. Uh, it's just it's such a funny game times when it comes to those little nuances. But, uh, 
You got redemption uh, on the fourth round. He made a nice par putt from off the green live to kind of get that shot back <laughs> that he made a lot there. And uh, yeah, just pedal to the metal all day Sunday. Oh, the whole weekend, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, that whole weekend. Uh, that, uh, he shot, he shot a 75. Putt, uh, to, in. He shot a 75 to start the round, um, start the tournament. Uh, 71 on on Fridays, and you you thought, uh, oh, he's way too far back to, you know, to be able to pull this off. And uh, you know, 10 under over his last 32 holes, he was hitting balls on the practice facility, uh, waiting for Dustin Johnson to to finish. Dustin Johnson ended up having to get a birdie on 18 to force a playoff. And uh, he stepped up. He's on top of a hill looking at a 43-foot putt. And uh, he ends up draining it. Uh, one of the most clutch putts I've ever seen. It fired Dustin Johnson up. It fired up the small crowd that was around and uh, forced that playoff. It was a pretty spectacular putt that I'm not going to forget for a really long time. Yeah, it was an amazing putt and a, a great second shot to even get it to there. Uh, into that rough, he hit it, landed it just short of the green on stop and was lucky to even get it up, still hold on the green. Uh, that putt, incredible. Just up to the edge of that hill, dies down, doesn't look like it has enough speed, looks like it's too far to the beat. And then it just picks up speed and slides right in. Uh, what, a, what an amazing finish. Yeah, it sure was. And then... And then they go to the playoff, and uh, yeah, Dustin Johnson was um, a pin high uh, on the left side of the green, but um, looked like he had a, a channel to uh, put it up towards. Um, John Rom was way near the back, uh, had a really tough putt. Probably they, they estimated about 10 foot of break. He had to come down the hill and, and around the corner, and, and uh, somehow him and his caddy were able to, to read that 66 and a half foot putt. And uh, we remember Justin Thomas having that big roar when he made his putt uh, about a month ago. Uh, man, John Rom was fired up when that thing finally dropped. Uh, it was an, what an incredible putt. One of the best putts I've ever seen. Yeah, an incredible read. Great pace. And like you said, 10 feet of break and just to drop it on top of the hill. Coming down, it did look like it's a bit too far to the right again. That, that just came back nicely to the left and right part and yeah what a celebration they said similar to JT's uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago back there uh just yeah amazing putt and Dustin Johnson right after has that has a putt his putt wasn't too far off either a little bit short and to the right but wow an incredible playoff yeah well it's so great to uh you know see number one in the world uh, facing number two in the world in a, in a playoff uh, you know, it couldn't to come down. You couldn't script it any better than that. Just absolutely incredible that uh, after, you know, all these rounds through the season, uh, you know, into these playoffs, uh, it comes to the top two guys in the world. Uh, John Rom winning at Mirfield Village a few weeks back and, and getting number one in the world. Uh, step, you know, falling back a little bit because Dustin Johnson won again last week. And uh, for it to come down to those top two guys, um, you know, it's incredible that, uh, you know, after all the golf that has been played, that it, it really shows that these are, you know, two of the most incredible golfers on the planet and such a, a fun, incredible way to finish a golf tournament that's number one against number two. And number two beat number one. Uh, he didn't pass him in the, the FedEx Cup standings. So uh, going into this week at Eastlake, 
uh, Dustin Johnson will start at 10 under par, and John Rahm is two strokes back in second place at eight under par. Uh, so I, I think we're going to see another battle uh, heading down, uh, you know, the stretch run on Sunday between these two guys again. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to see them making these big putts and, and beating each other. No one's, no one's losing these tournaments. It's going out and playing that much better than that much better. And it's a great battle. Number one, number two. Uh, wow, it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, it's very incredible. Uh, Justin Thomas, uh, he's going to be uh, in third uh, coming into the East Lake. Um, then uh, it falls back. Uh, it's kind of amazing how Dustin Johnson gets to start, um, you know, with a shot, you know, two shot lead, three shot lead and, and, and a 10 shot lead on, on the guys down in 30th place. Uh, there was quite the uh, chase for the 30th position and it was great to see Mackenzie Hughes hole out from the bunker and eventually uh, secure his top 30th position. Uh, changes his life. He's uh, exempt from all the majors now he can get into uh, you know playing all the top tournaments um, the, getting into that uh, position uh, the, the person that finishes in 30th place this week still cashes a check for four hundred thousand dollars so uh, he's going to be able to you know put a lot more money in the bank and then to know that he's qualified for all the world golf championships and then uh, all those majors um, yeah great to see Mackenzie Hughes pull it off and sink one of the most clutch putts he's ever had in his life. Yeah, it's like that bunker shot on 18 was a tricky one. Uh, and his caddy were talking whether to play that backstop or not, but then he just hit that beautiful, beautiful shot, caught it nicely. That knee knocker five-footer, I know uh, every fan was <laughs> biting their lips for sure. And he hung it out there and it, it just curved back into the, to the left, into the center of the cup, which, oh, what a beautiful putt. Uh, I don't know. Anyone who's played the game knows how tough those putts are. Yeah, yeah. He said it was one of the greasiest, slimiest, toughest putts he's ever had. And, uh, yeah, just snuck in on the left side there. And um, great to see. Uh, another Canadian that was um, doing really well uh, this season and has had a, a lot of really great finishes, Corey Connors. He ended up um, three-putting for five feet on the 72nd hole, and that ended up pushing Billy Horschel into the playoffs instead of Adam Long. It was <clears throat> amazing that it came down to, you know, one putt. Uh, Horschel was playing partners of his, and he looked over and realized, oh, my God, I think I might have just got into uh, Eastlake and got into that top 30. Uh, it's incredible uh, how it came down so dramatically to, you know, a, f a three foot, uh, three putt from five feet uh, from the Canadian. Yeah. And then you look at Mackenzie Hughes making the one from, from that same distance. But yeah, that's just all those in and outs of the, of the FedEx Cup. Uh, it's nice they have cleaned up uh, a little bit over the years. It was really confusing for, for many years. But uh, now nice format. Uh, you start a tender and everyone else follows suit. So it's, uh, it's a nice setup now. Yeah, I, um, I wanted to uh, touch on... John Rahm, that comeback that he made. So when he made that mistake on the fifth hole and, and picked up his ball without marking it, he was sitting in 33rd, tied for 33rd position. Uh, he got a birdie three holes later. That, that moved him up 10 positions, tied for 23rd. He hit a birdie at 15, and he was 13th. 
Final round, he started in sixth place, three strokes back. When he got a, a birdie right off the bat uh, in the first hole, he got into third place, and he ended up moving up into top position. Dustin Johnson had to hit a miraculous putt to just even get into that playoff. And, and uh, man, is it great to see the Spaniard playing so well. His fifth victory on tour. It reminded me of his first victory. He hit a huge bomb at Torrey Pines uh, to win th that tournament. And, um, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Rom maybe not being able to keep it together because he got really fiery, got really angry when uh, shots didn't go well. Uh, it was great to see him keep his composure and play really well, even though he had made that mistake and got penalized. Uh, he just really put the uh, pedal down and, and just seemed to just uh, want this victory more than anybody else. Uh, really incredible to see uh, the guy change, uh, you know, his attitude, the way he handles adversity and uh, being able to have this huge win. Yeah, absolutely. His, his temperament so much better. He's not, he has still a little bit of that fieriness, but uh, not quite the snap show that uh, he used to be um, bouncing back. Like he's probably that uh, one stroke penalty very, very calmly. Um, wasn't too upset of it. Obviously inside, he's probably just kicking himself, but uh, really bounced back from that. And uh, yeah, this is putting unreal all week. Um, iron play, incredible. And just uh, really great to see. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, two wins in the last five starts. I mentioned Muirfield Village, uh, Jack's Place. It was great to see Rom uh, pull off that huge victory and get an opportunity to see Jack right after the round and, and reclaim uh, world number one and, and you know, start um, solidifying his place at the top of the standings in the world in the FedEx Cup. Uh, yeah, that, that, you know, nobody's ever going to forget that 66 and a half foot bomb. Uh, there was a, you know, amazing roar from him, a pretty good roar from, uh, you know, the volunteers and a bit of the family that were around the green. Uh, definitely not the same as we would have seen if the fans were there, uh, you know, because of COVID not being there. Um, but, um, yeah, it was still, uh, you know, quite the celebration when he hit that putt. Yeah, you're getting a little more crowd noise in there. It was nice. Like when he was on the driving range, uh, keeping, keeping loose there, and uh, D made that putt, you could hear that good roar, and he looked like he almost puked in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, stepped up and came up there. It's like super, because you could just see like that, that major focus he had in, in his eyes, and uh, yeah, stepped up, making that unlikely birdie putt to, to win. It was so nice. Yeah, so nice. Yeah, we, um, uh, we, we touched uh, on our preview. We touched on guys like Rory and Tiger. Uh, Rory McIlroy uh, has played quite well. Um, he'll start um, in 12th position uh, coming into Eastlake. Uh, he'll be three under, so he'll be seven strokes back. Uh, definitely, uh, we wondered what was happening with Rory, but he just made the announcement that he's about to have a, a baby in a few days. It'll be his first kid. Um, definitely wouldn't be putting money on Rory this week because he said uh, as soon as he gets that call uh, that his wife's into labor, he's off the course. And so a good chance he's not going to be able to finish this tournament. Uh, this is a special tournament that happens uh, every Labor Day weekend. So it doesn't start till Friday, a Monday finish. Um, yeah, so any of you people that are playing DraftKings or making bets out there, uh, probably good to stay away from Rory McIlroy because he's probably going to leave the course uh, as soon as he hears the word. And 
I don't know if the baby's going to wait, but um, good. Congratulations to Rory and his wife, Erica. And uh, yeah, it was uh, good to know that uh, there wasn't something physically wrong with Rory. I think his mind's been elsewhere. Yeah, that is, that's good to hear. He, uh, he started the, the turn really well. Uh, it was right up to the first two rounds. A uh, bit of a struggle on uh, Saturday there. And Sunday just didn't quite uh, didn't quite go low like the rest of the rest of the players. But yeah, he, he looked much better for him this week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it'll be um, interesting to see uh, if he can finish it up next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, we we remember um, Phil Mickelson having that uh, as he was chasing uh, his uh, first green jacket and and uh, not sure if he was going to leave to be with his wife Amy and and try to be there for the birth of his kid. Uh, Rory made a comment that, hey, I'll probably be playing in a lot more tour championships, but this is the first time I'm ever going to have my first kid. So uh, that takes priority immediately for sure. So, um, yeah, I don't ex really expect him to be around for sure the whole four rounds of this upcoming tournament. Um, the other guy I'd like to touch on is Tiger Woods. Uh, he ended up uh, tying for 58th. He didn't break par in all four rounds. Uh, just seems like he's off on his putting. Um, doesn't seem to be able to read greens like he used to. He used to be just so dialed in. Um, I think maybe he's got to get some glasses, uh, maybe some contact lenses. And uh, I just, I, I don't know. I've never seen Tiger miss so many short putts and so many opportunities at birdie or par. Um, yeah, he just, he just looks like he's struggling out there right now. Yeah, he just doesn't quite... Uh, yeah, I don't know if it is his vision or what's, uh, what's happened there. He does have flashes of... Uh, in some rounds, you're like, well, there's the old tire again. But when it's over the four rounds, he doesn't quite seem to have that focus for those 72 holes. Uh, yeah, whether it is his vision or just uh, the nagging injury he has with his back and everything like that, that's really kind of just plaguing him over the years. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he was so dialed in for so many years uh, on the Tour Championship. Uh, I've got a statistics here. Uh, from from 96 to 2009, he had two wins. He had four runners up, and he only didn't qualify for the Tour Championship once in 2008. From 2010 to now, he's uh, he's had one win. Uh, he hasn't played eight times, including the last two seasons. So, um, yeah, uh, Father Time has caught up to Tiger, it looks like, and uh, he won't be there at Eastlake again, unfortunately. This week, uh, the top 30 guys. I'd like to go over um, a bunch of those top 30 people and and let's um, talk about some of the uh, uh, dark horses, some of the best bets. Um, you know, obviously Dustin Johnson has has the uh, the best opportunity starting the, the tournament at 10 under par. John Rahm at 8 under par, then Justin Thomas at 7, as we mentioned. Uh, Webb Simpson decided not to play this past weekend and uh, fell down into fourth position. He'll sit at six under par. Um, do you think that was a wise move uh, for Webb? Uh, it looks like he only fell one or two spots uh, anyway, so only one or two shots to take off a week, get some rest, uh, maybe come in fresh. Yeah, that could be a smart move for him. Uh, he can get rested up and get a little more focused. Uh, not that he hasn't been playing well, but uh, could always use a little more rest and uh, a little more focus. Being only four shots back, not the not the worst place to start for sure. Heading into East Lake, yeah, no kidding, yeah, that's true. Um, the uh, the Wonder Kid, uh, Colin Morikawa, sits fifth place. Uh, 
five under par. Uh, I expect um, great things from Colin. He's uh, really had a, a fantastic season, uh, really emerged onto the scene and, and has played so well. I'm, I'm looking forward to Morikawa teeing it up. Uh, only five shots back if some of the um, guys stumble a little bit in front of him and he shoots some really low scores. I think he could uh, be in the mix uh, come Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's a streaky, fiery player for sure. He's uh, got a lot of records that are, are close to Tiger Woods. He's uh, he mirrors him for uh, in his young career so far. It'll be really nice to see him play well this week. Yeah, sure will be. Daniel Berger's played uh, phenomenal. Had a really fantastic season. He sits in sixth place. Uh, he'll be at four under. Uh, there's uh, four, five golfers sitting at four under. Harris English seventh place. DeChambeau, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Sanjay M, and Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, Matsuyama had a fantastic tournament this week and um, came in uh, tied for the lead uh, after 54 holes. Uh, played pretty solid and ended up into tie for third place with Neiman. I uh, expect great things from um, all these guys at number at four under um, six strokes back uh, over you know four days. It doesn't seem like a huge. Uh, too big of a mountain to climb. Uh, who do you see emerging as one of the top guys out of that group? I don't know. Berger's been playing pretty well. Uh, I don't know if you saw the hole that he had uh, on uh, Sunday there, just jarred it from about 180 yards, flew it straight into the cup. Uh, he's been playing very soft for sure. And Harris English, his, his short game, his, his whole game has been really good. Uh, he's been playing very well this month. I'd expect to see good things from him for sure. Yeah, definitely. You're right. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> geez, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure what's happened with him. I don't know if he's having a baby too or what's going on, but uh, yeah, his game just does not seem to be, seem to be too sharp now. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. He was, he was firing on all cylinders for a while there, but um, yeah, it seems like he's got to tune himself up a little bit. Um, he, he played the, uh, the charity uh, game on the Wednesday this week, and he looked great. Uh, they they absolutely uh, smoked their uh, the other two some. I think it was something like fifty eight to nothing or something. The score, and uh, yeah, he looked pretty good. But uh, yeah, it just seemed to be off a little bit uh, this weekend. Didn't score that well. Um, so then we go drop down to the minus three uh, crowd. There's five golfers that are sitting minus three starting at East Lake. Brendan Todd had a fantastic season. Roy McIlroy, we've mentioned. Patrick Reed sits at three unders. Andrew Shoffley and uh, Munoz uh, is also three, who's looked really good as well. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a great group of golfers. And uh, yeah, we'll see who emerges from there. Um, who, who do you uh, look to, to be one of the top guys out of that group at three under? Uh, Sebastian Munoz has been playing extremely well. I've he has 67, 69 on the weekend. Uh, he's just been kind of quietly going on his business. Uh, he, he's playing extremely well. I think, uh, I think you'll see some good things from him. Um, Xander Schofley, I don't know. He's He doesn't quite seem to be having it. Maybe you never know. This could be the week he kind of gains a little bit more focus. Uh, it'd be really nice to see him play again, play well again. But I don't know. He's just, again, kind of lost that little bit of that edge had. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, yeah, what's going on. But um, yeah, golf's, 
Golf's such a hard game to keep consistent uh, week after week, uh, month after month. And uh, yeah, maybe he's got a little bit of downturn here, but uh, maybe he's playing really well as he um, finishes. Well, he'll play really well as the finish the season here. Uh, okay, then let's fall back onto the minus two, uh, 16th to 20th place. We've got Lanto Griffin, Scotty Scheffler, Joaquin Newman had a fantastic tournament this week, Terrell Hatton, and Tony Finau. Um, a lot of fantastic golfers in that group. Uh, as I said, Neiman's been great. Scheffler, 59 a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Tony Finau is a lot of fun to watch, really bombing the ball and, and playing great uh, in so many facets of the game. Uh, that's a good group there, uh, two under. Yeah, absolutely. Finau finally broke that streak of not having good Sundays. Uh, he's a really high scoring average for Sunday uh, this week. Pulling together that 65, uh, really good to see him break that uh, that streak. I'm sure he's glad to have that monkey off his back. No kidding. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, exactly. It was it was crazy how good he was playing the first three rounds, and then usually just not being able to pull it off on Sundays, and uh, finally played great. So uh, good to see. Yeah. So then we fall back from 21st place to 25th place. We've got. Kevin Kisner, Abraham Anser, Ryan Palmer, Kevin Na, and Mark Leishman. Uh, a lot of guys that have played very solid. Uh, maybe uh, that might be a little bit too far back to, to contend uh, for the weekend. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts of some of those guys? Yeah, yeah Kevin Kisner's been playing very strong uh, this month for sure. He uh, His putting's been really, really good. Um, hasn't quite finished as strong maybe he would like, but uh, you never know. This could be this could be the week for him. Uh, Abraham Answer again. He played he had a really good uh, 2019 season, a really good uh, finish. Uh, so maybe some of those memories kind of help jumpstart him. Not that he's playing bad, but uh, you know it's a game you can always better. So uh, those two out of that, uh, that group for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, even par, 10 strokes back to start. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, as I mentioned, uh, 30th position, you're still getting cashing a check for $400,000. So uh, it's not, uh, oh, poor them that they're finishing or starting so far back. But um, yeah, a lot of them will have an opportunity to move up over the four rounds and get a great chance to cash a huge check. Um, so we've got the two Camerons, Smith and Champ. We've got Victor Hovland. Mackenzie Hughes and Billy Horschel, who finished up uh, 30th position. He actually finished uh, less than one point ahead of Andrew Long to make that. Uh, Billy Horschel uh, has to, uh, he said he's going to probably send a, a great bottle of wine or, or take uh, Corey Connors out for dinner. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be able to afford it. Uh, at least $400,000 is coming into his bank account uh after monday and um yeah horschel won this uh tour championship in uh, 2014 and was the uh, fedex cup champion so it's nice to have a little bit of a pedigree and know uh, what it takes to win um great you know great group there uh love to see that mackenzie hughes is in there and uh some of these other guys um you know really solid golfers and top 30 in the world uh you know very fantastic season for all these guys and an opportunity to really further their career being in all the majors, all the big uh, golf tournaments that are coming up for the next year. Yeah, for sure. And, and 10 shots back isn't, uh, isn't ages to come back from even 10 shots over the weekend. 
Um, seen that quite a few times. Players come back from uh, big deficits like that. So it, it will be very interesting to see. Uh, there will be a lot of lead changes for sure and uh, see how those conditions are come Friday. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods did mention that uh, he was really happy that Olympia Fields um, uh, was such a tough test. Uh, get them ready in three weeks for the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Um, yeah, I, I guess that was probably quite good to uh, get that test uh, early, uh, get an opportunity to see how you have to play your game, making sure you're hitting the fairways, making sure you're, you're getting it close to the right spots on the green. Um, but uh, yeah, I was uh, shocked at how much of a difference it was from last week to this week and the scores, uh, those first few rounds, uh, it looked like possibly nobody was going to get under par. Uh, man, uh, it was an incredibly tough test there. Yeah, that, that rough was so thick and gnarly and those greens so fast and firm. Um, I saw many chips beside the green hit it, land it in the rough, not even on the green, and still through the green. Uh, so this is a very tough, very tough field. You can't flop every shot. Uh, you hit it and then it stays off, or you hit it and it rolls 40 feet past. Uh, it's an extremely tough challenge if you miss it in the wrong spot. So that plays a premium on uh, where you place the ball off the tee and then coming into the green for sure. Yeah. What do you think we're going to see at Eastlake? Uh, do you think... Uh... They're going to make it uh, as tough like this. Uh, I guess it depends on, you know, uh, weather conditions a lot of the times. But, um, yeah, what do you what do you expect from Eastlake? I, I think it'll be more shoot. I think you saw it of birdies. Um, some days, yes, it'll be a little bit challenging with the weather conditions. Uh, that, that's a huge thing for sure, how that's going to set up the course. But I think you're going to see a lot of birdies out there. And whether that's coupled with a lot of bogeys, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, it sure will be. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be as stiff of a test uh, as they had here outside of Chicago. Um, uh, going into New York, uh, Wingfoot um, hasn't played from a major since uh, 2006, but has a, uh, a really good reputation as a fantastic course. Guys love going and playing there. Uh, Tiger Woods and, and Justin Thomas were able to go there a few weeks ago and have an opportunity to play a practice round. Uh, do you think that gives uh, Justin Thomas a huge advantage uh, when they head there? I don't know about a huge advantage, but I guess a slight advantage for sure. Uh, that's a lot of time between uh, <laughs> when they played it and when they get to see it again. Uh, but yeah, any any extra time you, uh, you get on course, for sure, you're going to have a, a slight advantage. Yeah, the, the crazy thing about golf is, uh, you know, you watch it emerge uh, th Thursday through Sunday. You, you start, uh, you know, seeing uh, it develop. Uh, a lot of guys race out to an early lead and then uh, fall back and then, you know, try to come back. It's hard to go wire to wire. You don't see that very often on the PGA Tour anymore. And, um, yeah, but uh, early on, Rory looked great. Uh, a lot of golfers looked fantastic. Uh, John Rahm, after a 75, you, you're thinking, you know, there's no way uh, you got to write him off. But um, that's the great thing, and I'm glad you mentioned it because – 10 strokes back, uh, he, you know, he was easily 10 strokes back at points uh, through this tournament and, and was able to you know, pull off the win. So uh, let's not count anybody out of those top 30. I love that there was no cut. Uh, you know, John Rahm definitely wouldn't have made the cut uh, after a 75 and a 71. Uh, he would have been 
outside that number. Um, but uh, no cut enables him to come back. Obviously, no cut this week, only 30 guys. So, um, you know, you just got to, you know, play really super solid two or three of those rounds, and, and uh, you got a really good opportunity to win. Yeah, that's the best thing about that uh, playoff is anyone you get in that 30, anyone can win it if you, if you can put four good rounds together in Eastlake. It'll be, uh, it'll be very exciting to see. Uh, DJ, I just want to mention there, uh, at the start of the round, he'd burn uh, three of the first four holes. Yeah. I remember watching that and thinking, geez, here we go. He's going to start to run away with it. Uh, he'd found something quick in his game, but unfortunately, yeah, he just couldn't quite finish it off, uh, calling for a shot back. But, uh, geez, what a, what a start he had to that round. I know, yeah. You're thinking... Yeah, he's going to, you know, put it out there like he did the, the week before and, uh, you know, put a score that nobody can reach. And, yeah, it really looked fantastic how, how great he started. Um, but, uh, yeah, wasn't able to keep it together. Uh, but, you know, good on him to, you know, keep fighting and ended up into that playoff. Um, and then, you know, to, to uh, have such a dramatic finish to that playoff, uh, you, like you say, he almost hit that putt to – force it to a, a second uh, playoff hole, uh, you know, just had uh, maybe, you know, another few rotations before it faded off. Uh, you know, he, he almost did it. Uh, incredible um, run of golf Dustin Johnson's been on. Uh, he had a bad back problem. He shot a couple of 80s. He had a withdrawal, uh, was able to figure out how to, you know, get his back back in shape. And, and now he's playing, you know, unbelievable golf. Uh, I love watching the guy play. He's just so easy, smooth swing. He can bomb it so far. Great uh, at all facets of the game. Uh, it's just a pleasure to watch a guy playing so well. Yeah, just bombing it out there too. That he turns through the balls nicely. Uh, he's just got that. He's got that flow back together now. So just be that calm and cool through everything too. He doesn't. His mannerisms uh, don't change too much. Most exciting you see is when he made that putt on 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. He shapes, stays very even keel. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Uh, and, you know, they point to that as being one of the main reasons why he's able to keep uh, up there week after week. Uh, you know, I, I tend to like the guys that are really fiery. You know, we see Tiger when he sinks huge putts and, jumps around, big fist pumps and stuff like that. Uh, it brings a lot of excitement, but uh, Dustin Johnson does it with, you know, very rare. You see a lot of emotion with him and, um, you know, it, it seems to suit him and his game really well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a little bit different than uh, some of the players for sure. Like John Rahm, two, two different players for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it takes certain temperaments to, to be good at golf, uh, sometimes uh, the guys that are really fiery, uh, you know, sometimes it, it, it fuels them to big wins. Sometimes it, it, you know, can derail their opportunities at other tournaments. But, um, you know, that's just their personality. That's just the, the way they are. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, we, we see a lot of these guys that are the top of their game, uh, you know, just certain temperaments works for certain guys. And Dustin Johnson, that, uh, you know, huge roar, when he sunk that putt, it was rare to see. But, um, yeah, John Rahm outdid him, uh, you know, the, the very next hole. Uh, that 66-and-a-half-foot putt is, um, yeah, I, I mentioned earlier, something that, you know, I don't think uh, people will ever forget. And that was uh, one of the most incredible putts. And I don't think anybody thought it was going to go in until it did. 
Yeah, and golf is such a funny game, too. It looked like all the momentum was in DJ's favor. He had made that big putt on 18. His tee shot on the first playoff hole hit that tree and shot right to the middle of the fairway, knocks it on the green. You think, oh, everything's going his way. And then, yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that was a really fun weekend. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was really great to get an opportunity to see world number one, world number two battle it out in the end and, and uh, John Rump taking the title. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I, I hope uh, we're going to see the same kind of thing this, this weekend at Eastlake with uh, the top 30 in the playoffs. Uh, it'd be amazing to see the kind of money that these guys are playing for a $15 million first prize. Uh, that's a pretty uh, huge, huge check to fight for. And uh, yeah, I, I, I see it getting down and pro possibly doing the same thing, going into a playoff like we did. Uh, I think there's going to be a very dramatic finish coming in this, this weekend as well. Yeah, I'd say you're right there for sure. If it's anything like the previous two weeks, it's just, you never know. It's so excitement, so much great golf you played. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, because of the Friday start, um, we should do a preview. I'd love to get, get with you on Thursday. Uh, we can go over some DraftKings picks. We can uh, talk about some of the guys and some of the uh, dark horses and things that uh, we think are going to happen. Um, are you, you think we can do something on Thursday to preview this championship? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be, uh, going to be exciting. Not so many dark horses really are down to 30 players. So uh, it should be a really good, you can almost bet the whole field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. DraftKings will be probably even a little bit harder to, uh, you know, try to extract the top six guys that you think. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, I look forward to uh, looking, looking towards this tournament, towards the tour championship always a really amazing tournament and uh, yeah, to be able to see the top 30 golfers in the world tee it up. Uh, all of them have a chance to win. I, I, I agree. And um, yeah, let's, uh, let's do it Thursday. Uh, thanks a lot for your time today. It was a lot of fun. I, I'm glad we were able to break it down. Yeah. Thanks, Darren. Thanks for having me. Okay. Wonderful. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. Uh, we'll talk uh, on Thursday. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Okay. Great. Bye for now. Take care. Okay, so yeah, so that was our uh, yeah that was our breakdown of the second leg of the uh, playoffs. That was a a lot of fun as usual, man. Uh, yeah, I can't believe the drama that ended up coming down at the end there, and it was uh, yeah so much fun to see, uh, so much fun to get an opportunity to see world number one and world number two. Take care of yourself. Have a great Monday. Bye for now.